Hey, this is Andrew from Fraser. You're listening to KAOS. 89.3. Olympia. Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby. Uh, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> not going to do that. It's low profile. Uh, an installment of highlights from the Schurler Sundays concert series. You were at a lot of those, right, Andrew? I was at some of them, yep. Yep. I mean, at least as many as many as I can count on my hand, give or take. Yep, give or take anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, so today we're hearing excerpts, some uh, conversations and performances from July 10th and 17th. So we've got Zachary Kale, and we've got Jack Hobbiger's Celebrity Telethon, Jack. both of whom... Open for Lavender Country, who you won't be hearing today because, well, got to give them their whole episode. That's the first half of this episode. Second half, you come in. Well, you played, of course, with Generifus. I played with Generifus. I was playing the bass. And the Pine Hearts yep. played before that. They did. They did. It was a great show. Someone else played the bass. Yeah, it wasn't me. Hey all, I'm Mark Lee Morrison, and this is Schurler Sundays. Uh, and and Zachary Kale was supposed to be out here last week, and now he's here, all the way from New York City. I am extremely honored to welcome to this grassy mound here one and only Zachary Kale. I, I got you a stool. I know you oh, okay. you wanted to perform standing, but yeah. I don't know. You you can. Okay, we can talk. Um, that was that was the idea. Okay. Zach. Okay, so where are you from? Uh, I'm from Louisiana originally. Um, nice. Oh, like north of New Orleans, uh, St. Tammany Parish. Um, okay, yeah. Um, I've been through there. But I did live in Olympia a long time ago. Like, you moved here 25 years ago, right I moved, about. I, moved, I was lived here in 97 to 2002. Why? Well, oh, I went to Evergreen. I'm an Evergreener. Nice. Any Evergreeners here tonight? Presently, yeah. <laughs> Killer. And, and uh, you did some music while you are here, I reckon. I mean, what else are you going to do? Oh, you mean when I lived here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, I was in so many bands. Uh, very short-lived, all of them, I think. But uh, you know, very formative years. I learned a lot. You know, it's, uh, I mean, you know, the towns look somewhat the same. But you know, all the the venues I used to play are gone. Seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like, uh, survived. Midnight, Midnight Sun. Uh, uh -huh. You know, Aerospace. Capital Backstage. I think that's like the only place I. Yeah, it's still popping. Yeah. I don't think I actually played there. I think when, when I moved here in 06, it took me about three months uh, to be in seven bands. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. That's the speed <laughs> of things. It's, yeah. it's very conducive to people who want to put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it was a special time. I, I always say, uh, you know, I went to Evergreen, I was in school, but I always felt like uh, being in bands in Olympia was like school, too. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, from here, you moved to NYC? Yep. Right. What, what borough are you? I live in Brooklyn. But, um, yeah. yeah, I moved there, like, it was actually a year after after 9-11, which was kind of bizarre, because uh, I was actually on the plane, I mean, exactly a year anniversary, and nobody was on the plane. I was like, why is this ticket so expensive, or cheap, you know, it's like, and... There's like literally no one on the plane, but it was like it was like oh right, <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of dark, but um, yeah, I don't know. So it's been like since 2002, been in New York and just touring around doing my solo thing. Um, you know, it's been a while. I mean, like since Koga, I mean, I just haven't really been playing live, so it's kind of kind of just getting back into it, just playing a bit more. You've been performing under your own name for what? About 2002, right? That's yeah. I think that I, kind I, of kinda like it... right when I moved to New York, I started doing like my own song albums and stuff. And I think my first record came out in 2005, and um, I just kind of been plugging away doing that ever since. The latest is Skywriting. Yeah, it's a beautiful record, man. Cool, thank you. I've listened to it probably five or six times now, and uh, I'm I can't wait to pick up a copy on wax actually, because. Nice. Uh, it's, it, I think I'm going to get a lot of mileage out of this one. <laughs> yeah. That's um, funny. The first song's called Miles Ahead, Miles Behind. So. Right, right. <laughs> so um, what was different about the process for, for this record um, in your the evolution of Zachary Kale? Um, yeah, it's more of a rock record. I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it i mean uh -huh. i think you know my stuff can be pretty intimate just me alone a lot of it and that's kind of always the genesis of it is just me alone but um that was like i was i had kind of a band at, for a few years at that time and then that record was kind of like let's make a record together and it's like going to be more of a rock and roll record so it was kind of we were touring a lot before that was made and we were playing a lot of like rock venues opening for bigger rock bands. So it was kind of like, okay, well, let's just rock and roll a bit more, I guess. So that's basically what that, that, that record was about. Hey, you, you came out here all by yourself, but is, is the band still a, a thing? Is it yeah, still it, just, it keeps changing a lot. You know, it's like, you know, it's like the, the membership in the band has always been a revolving door. You know, it's kind of, I probably played, there's probably been 20 people that have played in the Zachary Kale experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, the proper year. name? No, but, um, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, people come and go. It's like music's, I just keep going, and, you know, I'd like each record, it's, a lot of times it's different people playing. I mean, even the more stripped-down records, there's just like, you know, there's still drums and, you know, arrangements and things, but it's always just each record's kind of like a new process, like new people and, you know, just figuring out what the right vibe is. Nice. Now, talking about reaching sort of outside the box with your music, um, I wonder, I, I just learned today through some of our mutual friends out here that you went to high school in Indonesia. Wow. Yeah. Back to geography. That. But, well, I mean, why? And what did it do to you? Do you think it impacted you 
artistically or culturally or or were you just what am I doing here yeah I mean you know I yeah so I moved to Indonesia when I was 12 and um, my parents were like international school teachers oh, okay so that was a thing it wasn't a military thing it was yeah we left Louisiana um, uh, the, where I lived in Louisiana was kind of rough at the time and it was just kind of I think it just felt like a good time to leave. It was it's pretty backwards where I lived anyway. I mean New Orleans is different, but like in the country I lived in the sticks. Yeah. And it was kind of, you know, I don't know. So my parents were like, "We're going to do this. We have this option to do this." And so we moved there and I was like up for it and um yeah, like you know, that's when I started playing music was over there. So it's kind of a weird like like first playing guitar and like trying to find bands like like uh, like get like oh what are the cool underground because like we couldn't get that stuff there like it was like yeah everything yeah. that happened in the states it's like we always got to like a year later you know it's like way before the internet so it's kind of like yeah and probably like skim off the top of what's the most popular right and like i would on. always have like i'd have like pen pal like punk girls in ohio like sending me like mixtapes of like you know bikini kill and like unwound and stuff you know oh yeah and so like okay. it was then i ended up here but my, my father's from washington state so I, I, that's why i kind of ended up here like after that um, so yeah indonesia was you know of course i mean i don't know it's hard to process really but i mean yeah it's just yeah so long ago but you know just seeing the world you know like it, you know definitely opened my mind at a young age you know just to be out there but i was it was like my my american side was always like it kind of got lost for a bit it was like it to come back was a culture shock when i was like 18 because i moved here when i was 18. right yeah and, um, so it's like it took a while to like adjust to oh yeah i'm american right <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> yeah um thank you for coming to olympia yeah again yeah of course it's great to be here um, um i'll play some music cool Zachary Kill, everybody. This one's called Slide.
they cut your skin. And all those pretty verses you had to learn just to begin.
gave you everything I had Hold on Hold on I'm just a breath away I'm just a breath away That's a good last song. I don't think I can top that one. I'm Zachary Kale. Thanks so much for listening to me. Uh, if you want some records, come give me a come come find me over there. Thanks so much. All right. Mr. Zachary Kale came a long way. Full circle, shall we say? Yeah. Hey, uh, is Jack Hubbacker home? If uh, y'all have listened to the program Low Profile extensively, uh, you will have heard from this man several times. Uh, yes. Jack is a mover and a shaker. Thank you. In the Pacific Northwest, but. You're not from, you're, you're a beach bum. You're yeah, a, I'm from San Diego originally. Are you a surfer? I, believe it or not, I was for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no longer. But you still have the accent. Do I? I've never, I've never been sure if, I, if I've carried it or not. Not like the stereotypical 80s one like I have, but you have like the next generation. The next, of okay, yeah. I have the, surfer the Zoomer one. You have a celebrity telethon. Yeah, you'll be hearing from them soon. It's also a radio show. It's also a radio show on KAOS 89.3 FM Olympia. Not many people have a radio show that is also a band. How the hell did you pull this off? I think that more people should try it. Because if they don't like your band, they might like one of the other bands that you play. Uh, see, that's a good, that's a good strategy. I so, so you've been in the music business since you were just a wee lad oh did you find that reader article <laughs> it's about me booking shows when i was 15 no oh okay well then yeah I've been what does it say well it says um there's a little interview with me and i was 15 and it's about me putting on a show in san diego and i talk about how i'm just pleased as punch to be uh involved it was cool our first show had like 300 people there so it, it worked out. It never had a show go that well than the first one. And uh, you, you've been doing music journalism since your teens as well, right? Yes. I think yeah. we, we, we have that in common. Yeah, I had a zine in high school for a couple of years. Yeah, and I interviewed like 
Dean Torrance from Jan and Dean, Steve Priest from The Suite, um, Joey Ramone's brother, Mickey Lee. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I've never any anybody so closely related to the Ramones. What, what did that do for you? It was cool. He had just put out that book, I Slept with Joey Ramone, about their, like, childhood years. Okay. And he was doing, like, a press circuit. And I don't remember exactly how I got hooked up to do that with him, but he was very generous with his time. We talked for like an hour and a half, uh-huh. um, and it made it into my little high school zine. Do you think there's anything you took away from your childhood that we're going to see delivered during your band's performance today? Yes. I think that pretty much everything I'm doing right now is based on music that I liked when I was 10. Ah, okay. Pretty much. Yeah, that's what happened to me. For the most part. So, so you, yeah, totally. You liked uh, you liked country western music when you were Yeah, younger? yeah. My dad was raised on country, and then he paid that forward. So, yeah, we listened to a lot of country music when I was a kid. You got a new record coming out soon that I was talking about earlier. Yes. It sounds really good. I've Thank only heard you. the uh, skeleton of yeah, it. Yeah, the think. rough mixes, but. yeah. I heard just, just moments ago that uh, the mixing's going to start tomorrow. Oh, wow. And are you staying, like, hands-off? You're just like, you're going to see what happens? Yeah, well, for the first draft, yeah. I think we have, like, some ideas of some things we know right off the bat. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to let our producer, uh, who also engineered the record, uh, do a first pass of the mixing, and then we'll give notes from there. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll sign off on that. Cool. Well, I'm glad. Why do you like the roughs? What's that song where uh, yeah. you do like a string of shout-outs you're talking about? Jerry Jeff. Oh, and, uh, yeah, we'll play that one today. Okay. That's karaoke. Right. Mm-hmm. A karaoke band? Yeah, Is that I what you're thought that would be something fun that people could do. Okay. So maybe it'll catch on. Yeah. I think I think it's a good idea. I know they do like punk rock karaoke at some yeah. places where, you know. Similar. You know, like the top... 50 punk songs yeah and people can come sing them yeah anybody else follow the punk top 50 charts that's always the thing yeah we got we got a couple yeah right okay (laughs) um so tell me about this this group that you've assembled in the last couple of years you had you had a band here in olympia called pigtails yes for that Fantastic band. Thank you. I saw you guys opening for Jeffrey Lewis. That's where we met. That's where we met. You, do you remember? I'm not looking for a fact checker, Jack. Do, do you remember what you said? I think I said you reminded me a bit of Teenage Fan Club. Or, That's exactly what you said. Yeah. You said, hey. And you were, you were behind me. I didn't know anyone was there. And I went, oh, you scared me. Yeah. And you said. That's my thing. You said. No need to be afraid. I just wanted to say, you sound like Teenage Fan Club. And I was like, I've just met my best friend in the world. And look at us now. <laughs> look at us now, everybody. So how many how many songs are you going to do today? I think, we're gonna do... I think that's what everyone wants to know is how many. I know that everyone's in suspense about the quantity. Right, yeah. Because everyone knows the quality will be there. Um... So I'm going to reveal that now. Yeah, the, the first interview today, we covered a lot of geography. Now we're getting into mathematics. Right, okay. So there's going to be eight songs played for a duration of roughly 25 to 35 minutes. 
I can feel that. Yeah. How slow I decide to count them in. I'm going to stick around. How about you guys? All right. You think your band's around? I, I, I see, see some. some. Some of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everyone's here. And then we'll stay up here because we're also going to be in Lavender Country. Shh. Oh, is that a surprise? That's a secret. Oh. Y'all didn't hear we're that. We're going to go home first. after this. Okay. You cool. didn't hear it here first. Jack Hubegger. Of yes, Jack Hubegger's celebrity telethon. Someone, the band. Someone the other day, they as we were loading our stuff in for this tour, asked if we could help them push their their new truck off of the trailer. Uh huh. And they saw that we were loading gear in, and he said, "So what's the name of your band?" And I said, "Jack Hubegger's celebrity telethon." And he looked at me for a pregnant moment, and then he said, "Jack Bob Baker's celebrity telecom." And I said, we're in the Decemberists. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, good night, everybody.
I'd like to maybe get a few words with some of these Pine Hearts fellas, if that's okay. This is Joey, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been doing the Pine Hearts for well over a decade, right? It's way too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I um, my first experience seeing you guys would have been uh, playing at the Farmer's Market, actually. Absolutely, just yeah. Away. One of the better gigs in Olympia, you know, not yeah. as good as Three Magnets here, but yeah, it's a nice gig, yeah. Do farmers like your music? Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Some farmers are here right now. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Derek. You want to say right. hi? Hello. He plays the tiny guitar with eight strings. That's right. That's yeah. right. I, did I get that correct? So, uh... Do y'all have your background in the this sort of high lonesome sound, or did where where did you get your chops musically initially? Where uh, <coughs> excuse me, I, I actually started out playing violin in the school orchestras all the way up through middle school, and then later sort of transitioned to mandolin because it was familiar to me, same tuning and all, and uh, then I just sort of gravitated towards bluegrass type music and kind of just started playing that sitting in jams listening to a lot of old stuff what did that for you what what do you think made you uh, gravitate toward that that you vibe know, you know honestly i don't know just has an energy and a power to it when it's driving like a freight train that just yeah. kind of feels good to me y'all keep it pretty traditional do you do you foresee ever like pulling like Bob Dylan did and enraging everyone that's used to your music and just throwing them a, a real curveball. God, we can't wait for Pete Seeger to cut our our microphone cable with an axe. It's going to be great. We <laughs> what I think Pete would really dig. <laughs> so you add a DJ into the band like they were doing <laughs> with all the metal bands in the yeah. late 90s, but he just uses like pre-World War II 78s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, have you all ever performed with a, like a backline rhythm section sort of situation? I know I've heard like pedal steel on some of your recordings. And yeah, there were things th like that. There was a there was a uh, short dark period in our in our band life when <laughs> I'm saying all this very sarcastically. I hope everyone <laughs> understands. <laughs> but uh, we, we had we had drums and pedal steel and uh, even trumpet, and uh, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but a lot of work when you're the one who owns the van has to drive around pick everybody up. Oh yeah, no kidding. So when Dean and Derek were available, it's like, oh, this is way easier. I mean, I love pedal steel, but I don't like picking up the pedal steel player. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every day. And they they smell kind of funny, I hear too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No comment. Great. Dean, where'd you get that big Lebowski shirt? Uh, I got this over at the flea market uh, over there just about an hour ago. Nice. Yeah, some good stage gear. Yeah, I, uh, I showed up with the wrong shirt on. It was way too humid for that, so I decided to uh, to beef up my crop top collection. All right, go big or go home. That's your that's your base. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is my big base. And um, is that the biggest thing you own, or does it? That's like the most travel size thing you have. What? Uh, where, where does it fall on the scale? It's somewhere in the middle. It fits inside my van, so I suppose the van has to be a little bit larger. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I'm not a mathematician, so I don't really know. <laughs> all right. Well, we've all got uh, big expectations today. We're looking forward to <laughs> what you've got base. going on. <laughs> uh, we're really looking forward to letting y'all down then. <laughs> all right. Let us down easy. 
Just like the pedals. Hey, hey, you've done your hey, homework, my friend. I have done my homework. Jeez, that is nice. I like <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Here's the Pine Hearts. All right. Hey, thanks so much. We appreciate that. Thanks, Markley. Some road has turned us to strangers, selling time past days. Call it what you want to, and I'll come around and live in The last time I called your name, I was scared you were lost like when.
play mind crazy man on the turkey drag ragtime USA in Parkland International Junkie USA where procaine proves the purest rock man groove rat poison the volatile Molotov says Solomon, he never lived round here. Go straight to hell, boys. Go straight to hell, boys. Go straight to hell, boys. Well, thanks. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks so much. So um, Spencer Salt here. Yes. Um, and didn't we didn't we live together once? Yeah, the three of us. Yeah, we. I moved into your house and uh, yeah, started playing music. And gotcha journalism, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think we both, you and I. This is Andrew, by the way. He he's been a co-host on on this show numerous times. Probably like five or six times now. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what uh, the band was named for. Yeah. And I assumed it was uh, the, the jazz player, uh, I think flugelhorn player, Gene Rufus. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I tried to Google that and it didn't come up. But there is something called the Rufus Gene. Do you know about this? Not yet. Okay, so um, there's a type of poodle that gets red hair, <laughs> and they say that um, that particular poodle carries the Rufus gene. Oh, and that's uh, another layer of the onion. Yeah, but um, but all in really seriously though, it's a uh, isn't it? A, it's a monster from a children's book. Yeah, well, it's from a, it's a family family story, and it's not from a book. Uh, from your f your own family? Yeah, yeah. What? Come on. Tell, tell <laughs> us about that. That's what, it's pretty much what it sounds like, a monster that my grandpa made up okay. to scare his own his brothers and sisters. Okay. Yeah. And were you afraid of this monster when you were a child? I don't think so. No? <laughs> it, was a it became light-hearted by that time. I, yeah, okay. I had no idea that it was uh, that deeply personal. I've been listening to an album that you haven't released yet because you yeah. graciously uh, bestowed it upon me. I gave me. you a preview. Yeah, I got the I got the exclusive sneak peek. But we're gonna get a sneak peek of some of those tunes today. Yep. Um, and you get there. There's some hyper local references on there. There's some yeah. Easter eggs for people in the Olympia area. Yeah. Um, what my did you, what my did you pick up? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so. I like to walk around if uh, if I have time to, rather than drive. And uh -huh. so you notice you take things in a little more. 
Yes. And you put uh, a custom bumper sticker from a car that I always see parked downtown. Yeah. Uh, into the chorus of your song, yeah, sure Island sure. from the Car. Yeah. I might be slow, but I'm ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone seen that? Oh, yeah. 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 We, okay, see, that's hyper local references. That's something you, you're not going to get if you don't, uh, yeah. if you're not in the know. It's, uh, was, was it the same song when you're talking about I haven't even looked at the mountain today? That's another song. That's yeah. another song about being in the moment. Yeah. Um, this new record seems to come from the uh, the great, what, what do they call it? The, the circumstances, the era of the circumstances that okay. we've been in the last couple years. Yeah. Is that fair? Definitely, yeah. It all came together pretty quick. Besides just writing down bumper stickers I'd see for a couple of years, and then I got it all, spent a couple of months putting all the bumper stickers together into <laughs> a whole album. <laughs> Have you ever thought of designing your own bumper stickers? Have you got any That's slogans? That's a fad now for bands, because they say, I'd rather be, you know, listening to this band. Uh-huh. Or like, yeah. Are you, are you big on fads? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll do a sticker. We need like a I'd rather be at Schurler Sunday's yeah. bumper sticker. You know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I knew I was going to get applause on that yeah. one. That's good. All right. You get Playing extra points for that. Right, well, thanks. yeah. Everybody, Generifus, a band that helps each other out. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
time for Jenna Riffis, y'all.